Hello, LLI listeners. Welcome to season three of Lovely Linky Inspirations, the podcast to my dedicated listeners. Thank you for your support. To my new listeners, thank you for tuning in. So come now, join me as we encourage, motivate, and inspire each other. Hello, LLI listeners. Happy Monday. So today we are going to continue with our series, Sex, Sexuality, Sensuality, and the Saved Woman. Welcome everyone. If you haven't already, please share this podcast episode and the previous one with a saved woman, a Christian woman that you know. So today we're going to talk about reasons why sex may not be enjoyable. I alluded to this um, last, well, not last week, two weeks ago, that um, one of the reasons why some women may not want to have sex or no longer have sex is that it's not enjoyable or that they just don't enjoy it even if they are having sex. And so I wanted to go in a little deeper today with reasons why uh, some women are having a difficult time with sex, why it's not enjoyable. And uh, the first reason is natural lubrication, right? Plain and simple, you're not getting wet enough, right? And reasons for that are, well, before I tell you the reasons, I would say you have to ask yourself your this, yourself the question, where am I currently in my life as a woman, right? And what do I mean by that? Um, are you, did you just give birth to a child? Are you breastfeeding? Or are you going through menopause? Uh, pre-menopause, where are you in your life as a woman in your body? That's so important to ask yourself that question because it may be why if you are suffering from dryness in the vagina, why that is happening, right? Because um, estrogen levels drop after you give birth to a child. It also drops while we are breastfeeding. And when we are going through menopause. And y'all, I really think I'm pre-menopausal right now. The night sweats, I'm in my early 40s. I've always feel like I've had night sweats for a while. Um, so not always, but it's been a while. And those are horrible. <laughs> and so just to think about all the other things that will come with menopause is just like, oh my goodness. I truly pray against all of that. But it's to seriously think, um, where's my body right now? Is my body going through menopause? Am I breastfeeding? Did I just give birth to a child? Those things are very important to ask yourself. If you do not fit in any of those three categories, you also want to think about the medications that you might be taking because they also will interrupt the level of lubrication and natural lubrication that your body produces, right? And so um, medication that you may take for high blood pressure, medication you take for, you know, your antidepressants and, you know, sedatives, 
uh, and certain birth controls, you know, may cause a dryness. And so you want to take some time to look in your medicine cabinet or wherever you keep your medications, in your purse, on your nightstand, and check to see what are the side effects of your medication. And if you do not know, to call your doctor and ask. If you are taking birth control, and I know I'm talking to saved women, and some of us, some of you may not believe in birth control. And so if you don't, that is totally fine. But some of us, like myself, do take birth control and really mainly for um, medical reasons, right? Because I have fibroids. And so Christian women, saved women out there don't. You can keep breathing. <laughs> don't stop breathing because I used the term birth control some of us take it for different reasons that have nothing to do with um, hindering us from having children, but I also take it for that reason as well. I must admit, I'm in my 40s, my husband and I do not want any more children at this stage in our lives, and so that's one way to ensure that we do not. But also, please know that there are women out there who are Christian women, who are saved women that do take birth control. And so as a Christian woman, as a saved woman, I think it's important that I mention that that may be a reason. And there's no shame or ridicule to say, well, you know, serve that woman right now because some of us, like I said, have medical reasons. I have fibroids. <laughs> and with that, that will be another podcast episode, but with that comes heavy bleeding um, and so and clots. And so to help that, you know, my doctor recommended going on birth control to help limit that. And that has been a lifesaver for me in terms of the number of days of my flow and the amount per day, right? Because it was embarrassing where I couldn't leave my house. So I really wanted to take the time to make that point clear because I know some saved Christian women have some very strong beliefs about birth control, but it is okay for those of us who take it for other medical reasons and also for those of us who choose to take it because at whatever point a woman is in her life and she chooses that at that point she doesn't want to have a child or she just don't want to share in our spouse's side we, we are not going to have children or we're not having children at this time and I think that is really responsible of couples to make that decision and not for the world to dictate to them how they deal with their reproduction <laughs> if they want to reproduce or not okay so yes so you want to check your medication ladies um, to ensure that that is not drying you out and drying you up and if you are in the area where you're breastfeeding or going through menopause or you've just given birth to a child or you're taking certain medication that is causing dryness, you know what? Natural lubrication is great, but you can also buy lubrication over the counter, right? So you just need to find the safest one for you. I will not recommend a certain brand or type. You may also speak to your gynecologist who can... um give you some good recommendations for a good um, lubricant that you can buy over the counter that won't interfere with your natural rhythm of your body, right? So ladies, go out there. If it's not working naturally, lubrication isn't working, go out there and get some over-the-counter lubrication. You will thank me for that. Okay, so there another reason why... Um, 
some women may not be enjoying sex. I'm going to talk about psychological um, issues, right? Um, if a woman is dealing with anxiety or depression, um, or if that woman is concerned about her physical appearance, right? How she looks when she takes off her clothes. If she were, if she's worried about how she looks in her clothes, chances are she's even more worried when she takes her clothes off. And so she may fare into messy with her partner, right? And may be uncomfortable. And of course, if our body is uncomfortable, if we're thinking in our mind that we don't look the way we think we should look or we are not attractive to our partners, then um, that will cause um, sex to be painful because it not only affects our mind, but it's going to affect our bodies, right? So you want to ensure, you know, that if you are dealing with issues with your appearance, that you, appearance, that you speak with your spouse about that, if you're able to do that, or you speak with someone else that you trust to get the security you need and the self-confidence you need about your body to be able to go in the bedroom and have wonderful, um, passionate, fun, romantic sex with that husband of yours, right? Like I said, you have the ring, <laughs> you have the license, you want to ensure that you're doing that, right? And I, I would say that your husband chose you. And so if he made the decision to choose you, he chose you in the body that you're in. And we all know that after we have children, that many of us, our bodies, all our bodies change, right? But for some of us, we gain weight and it's harder to lose the weight. So you may think when we got married, I didn't look like this and now I look like this. And so you want to start appreciating your body for what your body looks like while you work towards how you want your body to look. Now it's a totally different situation if the man is body shaming you that you are married to. That is a, a serious situation and you're, you might need to get a third party involved, like a therapist to help you through that within your marriage if you aren't able to talk to your spouse about how he's making you feel because you had his child, right? So that's also important. If you had um, an injury, right, or surgery, and now you have a scar, you may not be as comfortable with your body as you were before the injury um, or before surgery. So those are all things that as women, you know, we think about and things that we need to get comfortable with that this is how our body is at this moment and it is okay and for our partners to have conversation with our partners to ensure that they understand how we are feeling and that they can give us good feedback and of course if the feed the bad feedback is coming from them again that if you are not able to talk to that partner, that spouse, that you get someone else involved that's safe to help you. And, and really, if no one can talk to your partner, if you can't go to therapy or to your pastor, then you have to reconsider what that relationship is going to be. And I'm not advocating for a divorce, but I'm also an advocate for women feeling good about themselves and for them not to be de degraded, especially by their husbands who should love them as God loves the church. Can I get an amen, right? Um, 
And so, you know, take some time to look into that to see if that's the reason. Stress is also psychological, right? And and um, so you want to consider, you know, am I stressed at this time? Because what happens when we are stressed is that the pelvic um, floor muscle, it tightens, right? <laughs> In response to the stress. It's it, it's like a miracle, I would say, or it is very interesting how our body responds to stress or our body responds to anger or our body responds to any emotion, being happy, right? Or being peaceful or confident in ourselves, where our body relaxes, right? If we feel happy, if we feel joyful, but if we feel stress, our body tenses. And so again, that pelvic floor muscle tensing will make it difficult, will make it hurt when you're having sex if you are not relaxed down there. So you want to ensure that you are relaxed. So if you are stressed to do something um, to get rid of that stress prior to um, engaging in sexual activity. And of course, so stress is mental, right? It's and but it's also physical because what you're thinking and what you're feeling impacts your physical body, and again, causing um, the response in your body, making it difficult um, for you to have sex, and why it hurts. Um, psychological again sexual abuse, right? And so sexual abuse is sexual abuse. is something happening into our physical body, someone violating us in some way. And so if you experience sexual abuse in the past, or even currently, because yes, your partner can rape you, right? Can sexually abuse you, right? Not because you're married. If you say no, no is no. And oftentimes many Christian women don't believe or Christian men, or it's taught that your husband can't rape you. But if you say no, you said no, and that man forces himself on you, that is rape. Doesn't matter if he's married to you or not, if you wear carry his last name or hyphenated his name on yours, it is still rape. It is still sexual abuse. And so we want to really pay attention to that. Am I being forced to have sex or am I being forced in certain sexual positions that I do not want to do or in certain sexual acts that I do not want to do? And then your body is not comfortable doing that, right? You are not comfortable in your mind and so your body is not comfortable and so it's not enjoyable and it's painful. Um, so there, it could be a sexual assault a sexual abuse that's currently happening or sexual abuse that has happened in the past when you were a child or, you know, early adult or whatever age it is, it happens prior to your marriage. The memory of that will, you know, replay in your mind, right? And cause you to fear having sex or not to enjoy sex because unless you have dealt with that sexual abuse by going to therapy and really processing through that, you're going to relive it each time, right? Especially if you and your spouse engages in some of the active, the sexual activities um, that you were forced to participate in when you were sexually um, abused. So you want to consider that. You might say that happened so long ago. Um, why is that even something that's bothering me now? It hasn't been completely dealt with. And even if you went to therapy about it, um, once you are married and, you know, you realize that this is still affecting you, you may need to go to therapy again and share that with your partner. One thing is that you don't want to keep that secret, you know, 
from your partner um, withhold that if that has been your experience in the past you want your partner to understand what you went through and what you are currently going through because of it so you both can work through that uh, together right very very important and the last thing I want to talk about is how sex was presented to you as a child really need you to ask yourself that question right especially as Christian woman a saved woman right if you grew up in a Christian home sex was presented in a certain way uh, masturbation was presented to you in a certain way or probably wasn't presented at all right and the shame and the guilt that came with having thoughts about sex or the exploration of your body and I will say that I am not advocating for anyone to masturbate I'm not trying to even say anything about that have that to be a debate that isn't it it's how it's it was presented to you if you were ashamed in that that may result in you um, not enjoying sex because how sex was um, discussed or not discussed with you was in a negative way right if you weren't able to have a healthy conversation with your parents or whosoever raised you as a child about sex if you weren't able to ask the questions you were curious about right um then it makes it difficult to be open about sex when the time comes right when you are married and you're able to have sex you might be shy about it you might be very insecure about it and then it's not enjoyable. So you really need to think about that. Think about what the conversations were or were not when you were a child. Think about um, if you did masturbate, what that looked like and what your parents had to say and what you were taught in the church, right? About how sinful that was and not to do it, right? And again, I'm not having the debate about whether you should or should not, but it's how it's presented. Because even if we believe that you shouldn't do something if you present it in such a shameful way, such a harmful way, in such a you're going to hell way, then it creates a narrative in the mind of a person that it is bad. And you're the thoughts that you have about sex is bad, right? Um, and so that's very important that you consider, hmm, what did that look like for me when I, as a child? And what did it look like as I grew older, as a teenager and as a young adult prior to marriage? What were the conversations around me about sex, right? I was recently with um, some married people, people that I really didn't know, but I freely talk about sex and it wasn't any details about sex. It was just, you know, my husband, I, we need to go away more often, spend more time with each other because our children are older now and can hear. And, you know, that raised some eyebrows and I'm like, aren't we all adults? Aren't we all Christians? Isn't this a healthy conversation, right? If I, I wouldn't go into details because there were husbands there, it's not like a group of women, but to just even freely talk about sex around other married people, you know, some people look at you with a side eye and, and even that makes it difficult for a person to then enjoy sex if they're always around groups of people who do not ever talk about sex. And if you mention it, there is tension in the room when there shouldn't be because the people who should be having the most sex, I believe personally, are the married, saved people, right? Saved men and women because 
we are living the Bible and, you know, we have followed all the steps to do that to, you know, and then we are not having sex and we're not talking about it. I'm not understanding how that truly works. So, uh, Think about your circle. Think about the conversations that are happening in your circle. Think about the conversations that you and your spouse are having. If you are having conversations about sex and what those conversations are like, are they comfortable? They should be comfortable. You should be able to say to your spouse, I like this or I don't like that. And if you're not able to do that, if your spouse is doing something that you are not comfortable with, or if you would like your spouse to do something else, that um, would be enjoyable, pleasurable for you, and you're not able to vocalize that, that will make sex no, not enjoyable because you are not getting what you need out of it, right? And we have to understand that sex is not just a physical thing. It is really an emotional and a mental thing, and that requires communication, verbal communication about it, prior to sex and even during sex to say turn this way you know or do that a little more do that a little less or don't do that without any egos being bruised you know by you know by us towards our spouses um so think about all that i have shared right and see where you fit in if you are currently not enjoying sex natural lubrication whether or not you are, you know, having the wetness that you need to have down there, whether um, you need, whether you're on medication that's limiting that natural lubrication, go buy some lubrication. Lubricate. Why can't I say that word? Go buy some lube. <laughs> Let's shorten it. Are you experiencing any form of stress? You want to ensure that you get rid of the stress prior to intercourse. And sometimes for some of us, sex helps us do that. But if you know that you are going intense and the tenseness is not going away while you're engaged um, in sexual intercourse, then maybe you need to change your course of action and de-stress prior to, right? Deal with if you're dealing with anxiety and depression um, about how your body looks or how you feel in your body, or if you are getting feedback from your spouse that he doesn't like your body anymore after you've had a child, or you know something has happened in your life that has changed your physical appearance, you want to check to see if that box fits you and how to work through that, right? And if you are if you experienced sexual abuse in the past or if you're currently experiencing sexual abuse and how sex was presented to you, saved woman, as a child and how is sex being presented to you now? What are the conversations in your circle of women, in your circle of married couples and between you and your spouse? Until next time. You may follow me on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Lovely Linky and YouTube at Lovely Linky Inspirations on my website at lovelylinkyinspirations.com. You may also email me at lovelylinkyinspirations at gmail.com. Please share, like, and subscribe. Until next time, 
let's stay connected. So come now, join me next time as we continue to encourage, motivate, and inspire each other. Talk soon. Until then, live good.